Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. So welcome back to the Tech London podcast. I'm here with uh, Richard Howarth. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Richard. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Richard is the marketing lead for London South Bank University's business support offering. Um, so uh, Richard, um, love for you to just tell us a bit more about what kinds of support um, LBS, LSBU offers and how um you know, startups and small businesses can take, uh, you know, make the most of what you guys uh, provide. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, we have currently um, a number of projects in a number of sectors, um, almost a comprehensive um, 360 kind of support if you're a small business. Um, we receive our funding from the ERDF and ESIF, in, as well as a number of other areas. And we provide support all the way from pre-startup to um, quite advanced support that would involve long-term collaborations with academics and access to our state-of-the-art facilities. Uh, the main offering that we have is um, across a number of areas because of the funding received um, to deliver a specific goal. So that means that we have programs that are related to health tech specifically, immersive and creative tech, uh, sustainable innovation. So the goal there is around reduction of emissions and other sustainable um, goals. And we have a food and drink program as well um, that are the specific ones. And then we have a range of other more generic business support that is offered at different stages. So that's, as I said, getting you from your pre-startup all the way through um, to the, the hopefully um, producing new products to market. Um, as I say, we do have quite a lot of these programs, so it's quite difficult mm. to be quite concise with it. But yeah. as I try to say, that we do have something almost for everybody. Um, at the early stages, it is coaching and just workshops and the advice that you need to get over those early steps. But then as we progress, it really is... I mean, it's not how long is a piece of string, but it's what we're capable of delivering within the parameters of the programme. So these programmes usually are running now until 2023, which is when our funding finishes, which means that what we're looking for is collaborations that can deliver your goals and ours. Obviously, we have our own targets. Some of the programmes that we have have very specific outcomes and that they're able to assist businesses in um, comprehensive ways, um, such as evidencing your claims so if it's a health claim or a um, sustainable claim that you are you know providing something to an individual that leads to a specific health outcome or that potentially has an impact on the environment um, you can make that claim and hopefully you'll have done a bit more than just pull it out of thin air but then we can take our people at the university and we can help evidence that and prove that and produce research papers if necessary that give you credence within the sector and hopefully give you something that you can back up your product with. So it really is 
quite a spectrum of support um, that can be offered, you know, from any stage um, of organization. Yeah. So obviously a lot of benefit for, for um, startups and small businesses to get involved in. I'm curious where, where's the upside for universities? Is it the, um, is it sort of the uh, vocational experience that maybe students as interns might get, or is it, or is it innovation, you know, being, having that collaboration between innovation labs and so forth. Um, I'm curious, what is that? How do yeah. you define that? I think it's, I think it's an interesting one, that question. I think it's one that, you know, from time to time, we, we have to answer to people within the university ourselves. Mm. Um, because for every um, pound that our funders put in, we also have to put a pound in. So for the 20 odd million pounds that we have to do this, half of that has come from the university. Um, and in theory, it is that it is that um, symbiotic relationship between us and the organisation. It's the ability to provide students where necessary, um, who we pay to deliver work for a business um, that's completely free to them, which gives mm-hmm. them that kind of work experience that potentially they wouldn't get without these opportunities. It enables our academics to stay I'd say more close to the cutting edge than potentially people might expect. I think sometimes there's a, a, a feeling with universities that academics potentially are not the, the fastest moving. I think there's this idea that within the academic sector, because it is so evidence focused and everything is peer reviewed, that things take time because they have to be done properly. Um, and I think by working with industry, it allows us to show that that's not always the case and we can react and we can stay at the forefront of these industries and, in fact, help those industries progress. So it helps us with our reputation. It can help us with our research. And, yes, it, it does help, hopefully, with our student community because they are the most important element of the university. But, um, you know, some, sometimes this, this relationship is more balanced than others. Um, when we work with businesses, sometimes they... They take more than they give and, um, you know, vice versa on occasion. But I think on the whole, what we're looking to do is help the businesses around us. You know, the university tries to be um, vocational. Um, it's um, slightly different to maybe some of our competitors because it's firmly rooted in its local community. So by doing this, um, we are helping, you know, improve that area, um, which is something that potentially some of the other um, universities say, and, you know, your Oxbridge or your Imperial, they don't have such a close relationship with the immediate area that we do. And I think this helps with that as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm curious, like, do you have any um, examples or, or case studies or companies that come to mind um, that you've seen benefit a lot from this program so far? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if you were, you know, if people were to visit our website, um, which is SBI.business. I think there's a few on there, but the one that I literally just finished putting up on the website last week was a business called If Vehicles, which are trying to reduce um, CO2 emissions and trying to um, provide a more efficient vehicle for transporting goods. I think there's a, a, a vast increase uh, in deliveries, I think, you know, before COVID, but I think certainly post-COVID, Everything is now being delivered to our homes. That's food, um, that's, you know, parcels. Everything is coming in. I think that it's taking a huge 
kind of impact on on the environment having everything delivered by a, a vehicle um so i think this product is to help reduce that it's to carry things around in short spaces that will hopefully um reduce the impact of of transportation on the environment and our impact on that has been very direct um the academic involved in the in the um research that we did has actually been named in the ip for the business and has actually been brought into that business because he's assistance was um, so impactful and because of what we've done they've been able to receive um, over three quarters of a million pounds worth of funding to help push this forward he helped with both the virtual um, and the physical prototype to help investors realize that this was something that is a goer it is something that you know um, wasn't just an idea he helped take it from that to something that you know and helped investors realise that this is this has potential. And as I said, because of that, it got over £750,000 worth of investment to take that forward. That's great. Great. Um, and and just uh, pivoting a little bit, I'm, I'm curious, like, obviously you're in the marketing, you're in a marketing role in the marketing capacity, LBSU. Um our marketing channel in the, in the Tech London Slack group is actually one of the most sort of active and what people find really helpful uh, in the Slack group. I'm curious, in your journey as a marketer, have you what 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 has been the most helpful resource uh, that you, that comes to mind um, when you think of like a budding digital marketer? Um, what advice would give, you give to your younger self? <laughs> to my younger self, would probably yeah. be to find a different career um <laughs> no i think i think that the i think the problem we have these days i think as a marketer is that there's so many channels available i think i think when we we look at where we were where i was when i first started which wasn't that long ago which was only mm. you know seven years ago but i think you know Social media was burgeoning. Obviously, it wasn't new, but it wasn't where it is now. And I think it wasn't so diverse. And I think there were traditional, the traditional mediums were stronger and had a better positioning. So if you went with a bit of above the line spend with a newspaper, radio, TV, I think you were, you were guaranteed more than you are now. I think there's, there's far more available, which means that you have to quickly understand what's appropriate for you. I think. Mm um you know we have budget and we test things out and we do things that you know you're told to do you a and b test and you go across sector and you get your roi and you understand you know what works for you but i think we have seven programs um and what works for one doesn't work for the other so if you gave me a 500 pound budget on one of our programs and said attract me a certain amount of businesses you know, going out on Twitter for one or LinkedIn or to a network or to a newspaper, it differs even within the programs that we have to offer. So I, I can't imagine how difficult it is for someone new to the sector who potentially doesn't have the, the budget that we have. So I think if I had some advice, it would be understand the environment as quickly as possible and the whole environment and what is available to you. And then as soon as possible, um, Get a get an understanding of your ROI across those. So test and prod very quickly. Find out what works and focus on what works and drop what doesn't. Basically, because there's too much to do everything. Even big organisations aren't everywhere. You know, you've got to focus. Um, so that that would potentially be it. Um, 
if that's helpful to somebody. Yeah, I like that. So I'm hearing, you know, there's the importance of focus, um, you know, f- not spreading yourself too thin, um, and also the importance of, of context um, and that there's not like a one-fits-all strategy for a lot of this work. Would you say that's yeah, fair to say? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the, the one that's the most difficult, I think, is is the focus. I think because, you know, mm. no matter who you are, you usually have a somebody to answer to. And I think, you know, when when you're looking at, say, comms or, or um, spend, there'll always be somebody who said, oh, well, you went out on LinkedIn, why not Facebook? Or you went here, mm. why not here? Because they expect you to be everywhere because they they consume everywhere, potentially. They see the, the large organizations, you know, the big companies that advertise to them, say, which aren't competitors towards, say, a... Uh, Tesco or a Sainsbury, somebody who, who you see everywhere, they say, well, they're everywhere. Why aren't you? And I think that takes strength and it takes it takes the data to back that up. You have to, first of all, prove it to them and also stand by that because um, it's very easy to to have somebody push you in directions that you're not quite, um, you don't potentially have the position to say no to. Um, yeah. That's a little bit of a weird one, maybe a weird answer, but I think that's the one that I've understood from from my experience is that, you know, you have to be able to prove it, of course, but also you need to have the strength to, to stand by those decisions um, because you will spread yourself too thin or you'll work long hours or you won't you won't take advantage where you should be taking advantage. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a, of a framework by a chap called uh, Clay Collins who founded Lead Pages, and he talks about the idea of, um, he calls it the five ones. So I think it's like a one specific audience, uh, one channel, uh, one conversion tool. Um, oh, what, what was that? I, f- I think I'm forgetting one of the ones. Um, and then basically give yourself one year. And once you've nailed, you know, just that one value proposition, just that one specific channel, you know, what, whatever is working for you best. Once you've done that and you've reached, you know, a million dollars, then you can move on, you know, and start expanding that. But the, the early stage, like having that singular focus is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've never heard of that, but that 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 sounds fantastic. It's, yes, it's um, it makes sense. It makes sense because the the thing you will do, you know, if you don't do that, is you will fail on the other areas, and you won't know why. You know, simply because you didn't put enough time and effort in when you could have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll have to be scratching around and repositioning and retrying, and um, it'll take forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Richard, um, thanks for your, your time today. I'd love uh, for people to, uh, for you to tell people where they can find out more about LBSU's uh, support and where they can connect with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, we're currently halfway through a redevelopment of our website. So, um, mm-hmm. the URL will remain the same. It just may change its look within the next couple of weeks but it's sbi.business and that's southbankinnovation.business mm-hmm. um, and if you go there you'll find that we have um, a range of programs that are aligned to sector um, and from there everything we offer is free so that's workshops consultancy expertise long-term collaborations whatever it is there's no cost to the user that's covered by us and our funders um, so yeah feel free to go on there have a little look and there's 
um, you know, a contact form if you're finding it difficult to understand where you may fit in the the matrix of um, business support that we have to offer. Fantastic. I also just realized I, I, I uh, spelt the acronym wrong. It's LSBU, not LBSU. <laughs> it, it is, yes. It's London South Bank University. That's the one. Right. Thank you so much, Richard. No, no problem. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at techlondon.io. Till next time.